0: So happy to share with you this week a conversation with Dr. Sharon Grossman, a psychologist, success coach, and the author of The 7E Solution to Burnout, Transforming High Achievers from Exhausted to Extraordinary. She helps high achievers who are on the verge or in the midst of burnout use the tools and the perception to start peeling back the layers of stress so that they can re-engage with the work that they love rather than feel like this career just isn't something they can handle anymore. If this is something that you can relate to or there's someone in your life who you see affected by burnout, I know you're going to get lots of treasures from this conversation. Enjoy. Hey there friends, are you looking for tools to resolve stress, reliable information to support your whole health, tips to help you motivate yourself and identify when motivation is fading before it happens, implementation, accountability, and someone to remind you to celebrate even the small successes, where you could find tools you can use and accountability in a community that cheers you on where information about health trends and lifestyle is reliable and straightforward. I know that you have what it takes to uplevel your health habits and restore your resilience. You just might need a boost to start building momentum. I've designed a membership where you can choose the level of support you'd like to get every month, whether it's tuning in to connect with like-minded change makers or getting personalized support with one-on-one coaching to help you chart your path to success. Check out the link for the Velocity membership at HappifiedLife.com. Special pre-launch pricing is now available for premium support, but you can jump in for free if you just want to test the waters. I look forward to seeing you inside. Living in a stressful world doesn't mean you have to give up on happiness. Instead, you can shift your perspective of stress and discover how to live your life in flow. Welcome to Happified. I'm your host, Susie Vine. Join me for inspiration and interviews with folks who are shining their light in the world in the areas of positive mindset, health, and wellness. I'm so happy to have you here. Welcome back. I am so excited to introduce everyone this week to my conversation with Dr. Sharon Grossman. Dr. Grossman is a psychologist, success coach, and the author of the international best selling book, The 7E Solution to Burnout, transforming high achievers from exhausted to extraordinary. For the past two decades, she has coached physicians, lawyers, and other professionals in high stress industries who are struggling with anxiety over overwhelm and burnout. Dr. Grossman works with them to stay calm, even in situations that are seemingly scary, to effectively manage the demands on their time and quickly bounce back from adversity. And I think this is probably one of the most important conversations we could be having right now because burnout is raising at such wild proportions. So thank you, Sharon, for joining me. I appreciate your time.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. And I know it's not an exciting topic for a lot of people, but it is an important one. And like you said, I think with COVID, just burnout has been going through the roof. So it is an important topic to talk about and for people to understand if they haven't had it before and they don't know what to look out for.
0: Yes, absolutely. I've been sharing a bit this year myself with corporate teams and a couple of the things that I just start to kind of help people recognize that some of the things that make us the best employees, the best at our jobs, the most successful entrepreneurs are the things that set us up for burnout. So it's kind of a difficult relationship in some aspects until you become aware and start to turn that
1: around. Absolutely. Yeah, I'd love to hear about your experience with that, but for sure.
0: Yeah, I'd love to know too. So, is this something that's always had your interest, or was it through the course of your work that you discovered this specific topic is one that, re- you know, deserves a little more attention?
1: Yeah, it's funny that you asked that because I think a lot of the people that are in this field that are focused in on burnout are people who are burnout survivors. You know, they've had their journey and they're like, I've lived to tell the story and I want to help other people with that. And that's kind of what they lead with. And it's almost a little awkward sometimes to not have that kind of crazy story to have gone through and and be able to say, and that's why I'm here to focus on it, right? For me, it was a little different in that I really enjoy working with people who I consider high achievers, right? People who are really dedicated to their work, dedicated to doing a good job and to their contribution in the world. And As a result of pushing themselves to do all this stuff, I find that oftentimes they do experience higher levels of stress a lot of overwhelm, anxiety, and then often burnout in the process. And so when I was thinking about if I'm looking to work with this population, what is the thing that I can help them out with? What are some of the things that they struggle with? A lot of it was around mindset and burnout. And so I thought, okay, well, this is perfect because that's really what I specialize in is helping people with their mindset. And And if we can use that as a solution to the problem of burnout, then it kind of all comes together. And so that's how I ended up where I am
0: yes i'm like breaking into spontaneous applause i think that's such a powerful relationship that people aren't aware of or maybe discredit that mindset could be enough to have a pretty profound effect on the way we manage our stress and whether or not it escalates into burnout so thank you i think that's so powerful to bring that recognition to people
1: Yeah. So uh, I think part of the reason I wrote a book about this specifically, because when I was doing my research on the topic, what I found was a lot of the books out there were really focused in on changing the system, focusing on external factors. My job is too demanding and things of that nature, all of which is probably true. But I feel like when you focus on those things, those things that you don't actually have control over, it's very disempowering. And so I thought, well, we know that even when things are challenging on the outside, it's really all about how you manage them on the inside that's going to determine your results, your outcomes. And so my goal in writing the book and and doing this work really is to empower people to think about what they can do to help themselves even when the system is broken. Yes, I thank you. I agree. I think
0: that it has been until your book a missed opportunity to help people feel and empowered is a word that I use a lot too. Is that one of the seven E's? Is that somewhere between exhausted and extreme Extraordinary. It it absolutely is. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Empowerment to the people. Awesome. I think that's terrific. I can't wait to check it out. I'm sorry I have not had a chance to check out the book yet, but I know I'm gonna get even more kernels of wisdom from that. So in terms of how we get to this place, right? And I chose to start looking at stress specifically because I feel like it's kind of the common denominator. Everybody has stress in some fashion or form. What's your take on what leads people to feel as stressed out as they do and then even move into that level of burnout?
1: Yeah. So I don't know how you think about stress, but the way I think about it is that stress is really about perception. In other words, how you think about your circumstances and how you think about your ability to cope with those circumstances. And that's why you can have people that are in the exact same situation and they have different responses to that because they each have their different ways of thinking about it. Now, burnout happens when you have this chronic stress over time. and. That typically happens when you feel like you don't have the resources to manage all the demands on you. So you're perceiving your environment as being overly demanding. And when I say overly, it's because you're saying to yourself, this is a huge challenge that I'm facing and I can't do it. I don't have the capacity or like that's where overwhelm comes in too, right? Where Mm -hmm. it feels like it's too much and I can't handle it. And so we feel that pressure, that like stress. A lot of times people have this in their jobs where they feel like there's this perpetual pressure on them to deliver, to do all kinds of things. And if that's the, you know, I mean, you look at healthcare workers now, right? With COVID and all the additional things that they're facing, as an example, it's a very high demand sort of situation. And if before it was demanding and people were burning, out there now it's even more so because now it's like they're being asked to do additional shifts and they're being asked to extend their hours or whatever it is there's you know as you get into the shortage of providers you have to lean more heavily on the ones that exist so as that's just an example right so certainly as we said all those external factors can be, true but it's also like how are you managing it and so that's where that there's this relationship and i I talk about in the book how there's this continuum which i call the stress burnout continuum right and the reason for that is because people burn out as we said with stress building up layer upon layer over time but they don't typically identify as burned out until they get to the end so they they are like there's nothing more to give I can't do this anymore. It's probably like I need to change my career, right? They get to the end of their rope. And what I'm trying to do is help people. Understand what to look out for so they can identify it early on because we know when we feel stressed out, we can say, Oh, I feel really stressed out, right? But to understand that stress is the thing that leads you to burnout, and then to be able to start to see what are some of the symptoms that are specific to burnout that keep coming up, if I can identify those early, then I can help myself prevent this from happening in the first place. Yeah, I think that's so powerful. Not only
0: the perspectives that set us up for letting things be more stressful perhaps in our lives than they need to be, right? Like you said, that other people perceive the same events to be on that stress scale, if you will. But also to have that awareness because it's hard to get outside of ourselves, especially when it's stress coming from work. I mean, it's like, oh, work is a four letter word. It's supposed to be stressful. This is how it is. You know, we feel like it's beyond our control. We just have to put a smile on it and show up and power through. And then, like you say, like without having that perspective or context, suddenly there's just nothing left. You know, complete overwhelm, complete fatigue. You know that, like you say, do I have to change my career? I mean, that in and of itself, you know, brings on a whole level of stress and people I'm sure being hard on themselves, especially like you say, working specifically with high achievers who are driven to excel. And suddenly they feel like they just don't have any juice left.
1: Yeah. And I think that's in particular really difficult for them because A, they feel like it's a personal failure of theirs. Like there's something wrong with them. And B, oftentimes they actually really love the work that they do, but it's just not sustainable in the way that they've been doing it. And so they think that they have to change careers. And I think that In and of itself is heartbreaking to see somebody that is really like, you know, people sometimes put. 10 years of their lives to study, to be on a certain track professionally, and then they finally are doing the work. And then they just, you know, because a lot of times schools don't prepare you for the real world. They're not out there teaching you how to manage your emotions, how to manage your stress, you know, all this kind of stuff, or like even time management or whatever it is that's going to help you be really successful and be able to manage those demands, right? How to prioritize yourself, self-care, how to be more mindful and not be so future focused and the thing that brings up all this anxiety, right? So we're not taught that kind of stuff. And that's where people... Really need to find resources to be able to keep up with this journey of theirs and to be able to sustain themselves. And that's why I do the work that I do, because I want to fill in that gap essentially.
0: Yes. Thank you. And I think that's a really powerful point, too. Is initially we start doing work because we love the work or we love the service that it provides, right? We love the people that we're supporting. And when we get to that point, we've moved right up the stress continuum into burnout, we lose track of that we you know, probably aren't feeling as effective, but certainly it's a lot harder to reconnect with what made us passionate about that work. And so coming back down, shifting back to reconnect with where that value is. And like you say, I'm sure a lot of people feel like there's no way I could change the job. So I'm just stuck with it the way that it is. I mean, it can feel so overwhelming. There's these industry standards or expectations, perhaps that people think, well, this is just what I signed on for. I didn't know it at the time. But I think that starting to to pull that apart. And like you say, putting priority on the self-care, on the tools that we need to be cultivating for ourselves and not looking too far into the future, we can start lowering the impact of those stressors that have all compounded to bring us to that point.
1: Yeah. And I can tell you from experience that I've worked with people who were miserable at work And they have gone through a personal transformation. They started to incorporate some new self-care habits and just changed their whole perception of stressors, you know, and the way that they think about themselves as well. And just, you look down the road and all of a sudden they're in the exact same job. They're doing the exact same work and they are thriving Right. And so you have to understand how powerful this stuff can actually be. And I think oftentimes people shy away from this work because it takes effort, because it's easier to just have something external be changed that we don't have to put any sort of effort into. But ultimately, you bring yourself to your job wherever you go. And so, you know, I don't necessarily really promote people leaving their job unless it is absolutely a poor fit. If it's a poor fit, then yeah, we'd want to find you a place that is a better fit. But I think a lot of times people are burning out because they're just not managing themselves very well. And I think if they do a better job of that, they can really thrive without having to you know, look elsewhere.
0: Yeah, and keep starting over, right? I would exactly. imagine that tends to become a pattern. <laughs> oh, here I go. I got to find a new place to work. And then it all brings them to that same place.
1: There's certainly people like that, for sure. But you can't really move forward in your career if you're constantly jumping around. It's really hard to do that. Exactly. Exactly. So I'd love to hear, too, when I tell people I work
0: in issues of stress, they say, so how can I live without any stress? (laughs) Do you find, do you feel that stress is inevitable? If it is, how can we live our best life without these negative effects of stress impacting us in such a way?
1: Well, yeah, I think stress is inevitable so long as we continue to perceive things in the same way right so it's it's this very easy equation we said stress is about perception it's about two things, right? It's about how you perceive your circumstances and how you perceive your ability to cope with those circumstances. So, so long as you continue to perceive things in that same way, you're going to feel stressed out. But we also know that if you build resilience and you learn to turn your thoughts around to be more positive, you're going to feel less stressed. And if you do feel stressed and you implement some stress-busting habits, you can also release the stress rather than let it accumulate. So, that's another thing that I work with people on is we're not trying to be so Pollyanna-ish about it because even with all our best efforts, we're going to feel stress from time to time. But the idea is not to let it accumulate to the point where we get to that burnout phase because we've had layer upon layer upon layer of stress. So I recommend things like exercise. That helps a lot of my clients to just at the end of the day, they go for a run and they feel like it dispels a lot of their stress, a lot of their anxiety, and they're better able to come back the next day and do it all over again. That could be like just peeling that layer of stress that they accumulated during the day. Another thing might be doing a body scan. And this one I really love because it takes very little effort and very little time, but it has actually profound implications, right? So I have a client, Who's a physician and he's very busy and he's constantly going in and out of patient meetings and things like that. So instead of just letting all the things that are happening throughout the day just impact him day after day and week after week to the point where he's debilitated, I said, why don't you just take 30 seconds a couple of times throughout the day and just check in with yourself? Just check in to see. How am I feeling right now? One of the things that happens when you do this body scan is you start to notice, oh, I'm holding a lot of tension in my shoulders and my neck hurts. And I didn't realize like how much my back's hurting. Right. And so you have that opportunity. So first and foremost, it is self-awareness. It's like, Oh, I'm holding tension in these areas. And then you have the opportunity to just breathe into those areas and try to focus your mind on releasing some of that. And it doesn't always work to the point where like you have no tension in your body left, but oftentimes, especially if you're doing it frequently, It doesn't allow it to accumulate for very long periods of time to the point where it's like this huge knot. And so you're able to kind of peel that off more quickly and then it helps you kind of stay resilient, right? Another one might be Just eating right. And I have a lot of clients, especially when there's like so much stress, it's easy for us to reach out for the fast foods and the junk foods and the sweet things and the coffee and the wine and all the things that are just easy and help to shift our state. Right. And that's what people are looking for. They're like, I don't want to feel the way that I feel. I feel stressed out. I need to take the edge off. I feel tired. I need something to energize me. We're looking for that quick fix, but we pay a price. We pay a price for that. So I would say two things. One is you want to look at why you're feeling the way you feel and change the ultimate thing that's leading you to that place in the first place, right? So if you're tired, why are you so tired? And I often work with people and I reverse engineer it. We're like, oh, because I went to bed late. Why are you going to bed late? Because I'm watching Netflix. Why are you watching Netflix? Because I come home and I'm so stressed and I just want some time for myself. Okay. So is that something that when you're feeling really stressed or really tired from work, is that the best thing for you? Not to say that you can't watch Netflix, but If you're looking to get energized, if that's the reason, then is that really energizing you? You should probably do a before and after and kind of see like, how energized do I feel before I start watching? And then after, do I feel any more energized or am I just like even more wasted now, right? So just being really mindful about where you are at all times and what are the things that are going to be helpful versus things that contribute to the problem. Right, we don't want to like gain weight and affect negatively affect our immune system and be so busy and so tired that we're not sleeping and we're not focused. And when we're tired, everything goes downhill, right? So then we don't have the motivation and the stamina to go exercise, and we can't focus at work, and we're more likely to eat sugary foods. So. It's like all these things are super intricately tied together. And it's really important for people to understand, like, what are the little things that I can do that are going to make a big impact? And that's what I love to do with my clients is just teach them the little tiny things that they can do, like a little tweak here and a little tweak there makes an enormous difference in your experience, whether it's your mindset and the way that you're thinking about the stress, whether it's your energy level whatever it is. So I think it's really important not to shy away from things that take effort, but to think about it doesn't have to be this all or nothing thing. I can actually look for the little things and allow myself to get back to my best self.
0: Yes. And I agree completely because little tweaks, little shifts can start to create the space where you can make more change if that's something that you feel called or driven to do. But I think people tend to think if it's just a little something that's not going to give me the big result that I'm looking for, I'm looking for the silver bullet, the magic solution that's just going to take it all off my plate and I don't have to add a run after work, right? I don't have to spend more time doing meal prep so that I can eat more natural foods rather than processed foods, right? And as we get stressed out, all of those kind of coping mechanisms like you were describing, you know, like trying to veg out in front of the television or whatever it is that puts us into bed late, rather than taking things piece by piece and looking at that, how these coping mechanisms are actually bringing down our resilience and setting us up to be more stressed out. We don't have that bandwidth to keep on fielding the input. I love that you mentioned resilience. Definitely. I think in your book, you talk about the importance of developing resilience to avoid and to recover from burnout. Do you have some tips too? You just gave us some amazing tools for the toolkit. Exercise, for sure. Powerful way to stress body scanning definitely because we tend to kind of put the the body's signals on mute and try to power through and when we the body starts asking for help and when we ignore it it starts issuing demands so i think that body scan is really powerful i love that you shared that and the other tools that you shared and so in terms of boosting our resilience are there some
1: tips that we can employ there as well absolutely so we talked a little bit about mindset before, and I think that is just so important. So I want to start with that. And, you know, there's a big difference between what we know to be growth versus a fixed mindset. And so for people who aren't familiar with those terms, I want you to think about it like this. Are you somebody who views setback as temporary, right? That would be a growth mindset. Like if I have a setback when I'm focused on some goal, I can say to myself, oh my God, I can't do this. It's never going to work. I'm screwed. I just give up. Or you can say, you know, this will pass it's okay. That's the resilience, right? That's the way that you think about things. So you want to look at them as these temporary things that you are going to be able to overcome and bounce back from and then be able to reframe those setbacks to mean an opportunity for growth. So what can I learn from my mistakes? What can I learn from my failures? What can I learn when the thing that I thought would work didn't work? And when you are able to focus in on learning, then you're not staying stuck. You're not, when we talk about resilience, it's just to define what that actually is, it's really being internally strong to bounce back from some sort of thing that led you to falling. I, I always like to think of something like a trampoline where you, you know, you jump and it like there's this bounce that happens. So it like leads you to bounce back. When we don't have that resilience and we're faced with some sort of a challenge or a threat. Oftentimes what you see is people will self-sabotage. They will talk to themselves very negatively. They will talk themselves out of whatever it was that they were going to do. They have a lot of excuses. They take victim roles and things of that nature. And that's an indication of a fixed mindset. And so that's not what we want to do. We really want to look at Everything as an opportunity for growth, an opportunity for learning. Because, you know, even when something that you try doesn't work out, it is information that you didn't have before. You didn't know before what doesn't work and now you do. And so now you know how to tweak what you're doing a little bit so that you can do it differently the next time around. And you keep tweaking and you keep staying persistent so that you can eventually get to your goal, right? So the idea is to be super persistent with whatever it is that you're doing and not let these things hold you back. The other thing is when it comes to growth versus a fixed mindset is to think of yourself as stronger with each adversity that you overcome, right? Oftentimes a lot, you know, when I started working with some of my clients, they felt very victimized by their circumstances. And I think that is understandable, right? But at the same time, it's very disempowering because then you feel, again, it's this idea of, things are happening to me and there's nothing I can do. And I want to say that that is almost never the case. You always have your mind. So even when things are challenging, what you can do is think about them in a different way. And as we said before, stress is something that's related to perception. So once you change the way that you think about it, you feel differently. And you may not be able to change what's happening on the outside, but you can absolutely change how it affects you, right? And I think that's definitely empowering. The second thing... I would say as a tip outside of mindset is related to attribution errors. This is something that often is associated with stress, right? Because when something happens and we think about whatever that is, is happening in a wrong way, we perceive it in a certain way. That's not helpful to us. We're going to feel stressed out and that's going to contribute to burnout over time. So an example of that is if I made a mistake, I can make it mean that there's something wrong with me. Right. And how many times have you heard people say that? Exactly. You know, especially when people are burning out, they're like, there's something wrong with me. And in the same way that we would say, if you, succeeded in a task, it doesn't mean that there's something right with you. It's just that you did the thing right. It's not about you. It's about what you're doing. And there's a great distinction there. And then this is where I think a lot of people fall into this trap, especially high achievers, right? Because in their work, they're putting so much value on what they're doing as something that has to do with them. So if I'm doing this thing, and I'm doing great, then I'm a great person. But if I mess up, then I am a total loser and a failure, right? And those kind of labels are very unhopeful. We want to stay away from making something mean something about you. Rather, we want to look at what are you doing that's contributing to the success or failure of your goal. And so when you do that, you step away from making it about you. It's not an internal thing. Also, the other thing is a lot of times people attribute their success and failures to only something that they're doing. Like if I failed, it's because I screwed up and we're not looking at, well, what else was going on? Because usually there's a number of factors that contribute to a failure. And so if you're not taking all those into account, then that's an attribution error right? And lastly, when you think about things as persistent or as global, you think like, oh, it's always going to be like this, right? It's Mm -hmm. this very black and white way of looking at the world. And that's very unhelpful because it leads us to this very negative place. And then we get stressed out. So we want to avoid those kinds of ways of interpreting things that are happening around us and labeling ourselves and, and that sort of thing. So That's my second tip is really from mindset to attribution errors, which is around the way that we think about things. And the third thing that I think really brings out resilience is when you find meaning in everything, right? (laughs) And and this Mm -hmm. is a little different. This is a little different from saying everything happens for a reason because they don't necessarily know that that's true. But what I would say is this, you want to make the best of what happens, right? So things happen and sometimes they're good and sometimes they're bad. And of course those are labels and those are just our thoughts about them. So they're not really fact, right? And that's a whole other conversation, (laughs) but ultimately what are you doing about this thing that's happening right now? So if your job is really demanding, If you're feeling really tired, what are you doing with that information, right? How are you managing? What are you telling yourself? So we make things mean a whole bunch of different things. Right, and that's our thoughts, and we have something like sixty thousand thoughts a day, right? And often those thoughts are the same thoughts over and over again. We're kind of in a loop, (laughs) Mm -hmm. right? And so you have to really start to slow that whole process down and ask yourself, like, what does it actually mean, and what can I do that would best serve me, even when this isn't what I wanted, right? So oftentimes I'll have clients, and they'll come in and they'll say, "Oh well, I don't know, like I got." really annoyed because my boss doesn't understand me. She doesn't listen and she doesn't communicate very well or whatever it is. And so I'll say to them, how do you want to feel about the fact that she doesn't communicate as well as you would like, right? You're not going to change your boss, but... (laughs) how can you make the best of the situation? And ultimately it's going to come back again to your internal transformation of like the thing you have control over, which is your thoughts and your thoughts are going to contribute to your emotional state. And since we said, we don't really want to feel stressed. We don't want to feel burned out. We don't want to feel anxious or overwhelmed. Then that's where your power lies is really in transforming those thoughts to be thoughts that serve you. Yes, I think that's so powerful.
0: Recognizing again, I mean, from the beginning of our conversation, we've been we keep coming back to this, that the power of our perspective, the meaning that we put into things has everything to do with how it impacts us and how much we carry it with us or just put it aside and say, this is a learning experience and move forward without carrying that weight. So the power of perception and also curiosity. I think, again, like going back to your body scanning technique and just getting curious why Am I so triggered because my boss is the way my boss has always been? Nothing is going to change there. So that's very empowering, I think, to say, okay, how do I choose to meet the situation? Because I know it's going to happen again at some point. I'm not going to expect it's going to happen tomorrow because that's right. Bringing more stress into the situation than there needs to be. But when it happens again, what's within my power?
1: Right. And I think if we were going to boil down resilience into one thing, I would say this. It boils down to how much you trust yourself to handle anything that comes your way. A lot of times I get people who are super anxious and they're all about planning. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? I have to have a plan. And it's like, you know, planning is great and I'm all for it, but we don't know that things are going to happen exactly the way you think it's going to happen so that your plan is going to be implemented the way you want it to be. So ultimately, the best thing that's going to serve you is believing in yourself. When you can trust yourself to roll with the punches, that's resilience that's ultimately what you're shooting for. And so that's one of the things that I'm really passionate about helping people get to, because I find that too often people actually don't trust themselves very much. And that's absolutely something that you can change. And that's, if there's nothing that's going to serve you better than that. I mean... There's so much rolled into that because it is about mindset and it is about a belief system in yourself and confidence. There's just so much in there that that is the one thing that I believe really most strongly in. Mm, That's so powerful, especially right now with everything that's going on
0: in the world and everything that's kind of, you know, landing on our plates and life is changing and people are waiting for things to go back to normal. And I propose we create a new normal (laughs) and move into the normal that we want to cultivate. Put ourselves back in these systems that weren't serving us, and so that's exactly it. How much faith do you have in yourself to respond to things as they come up? You have to have that confidence. Yeah, that's adaptability.
1: In yourself. Yes. Right. Yeah. I love so, it. I think. I think if people can really get to that place, they, you could do anything right? It doesn't matter what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't have to plan for it because you'll figure it out. And if you have that attitude, then that's it. That's all you need. <laughs> right. And I, and I think it's served me incredibly well. Right. And, um, I, I know it's, uh, it's, uh, sometimes a tough pill for people to swallow. Um, especially when they don't trust themselves, they don't know how to trust themselves and they're looking for something else that maybe would be a quicker fix. But I honestly think like when you are empowered truly and you can really rely on yourself and you've got your own back, nothing will stop you. You absolutely will be on fire. Right, and that's the biggest gift that I can give people.
0: Yes, yes, taking back that power, recognizing that we have the power. Maybe we chose to give it away. Maybe we just, you know, didn't even realize that it's there. We can,
1: right? Didn't realize that we gave it away, right? Because Mm -hmm. I think like it's not often a conscious choice. It's just we feel like. And that's where our mind comes in, right? Because we have all these thoughts and we just believe them because they're there. We don't realize that we don't, they're not necessarily based in truth. Exactly. And so we end up giving our power away because we think that the thoughts that we're having are true and so we have to do the thing in the way in which we're doing it um and so it's really about turning all all of this internal stuff around and uh and that's what's so transformative about this process
0: yes absolutely the power of perspective in so many different aspects fashions models applications. yes <laughs> I love it. I knew I was going to enjoy this conversation with you. I'm so excited. This has been really rich. And I hope that, like, this is definitely a conversation. There's there's so much to get out of this short segment that it's worth coming back to because there's a lot that you can take away because I, I I like to remind people you know I have a lot of ideas and tools you can use them but the point is not to make yourself a shopping list do all the things like what's the one thing that stands out start applying that make a little space exactly. give yourself the opportunity to bring in one more shift. yeah what else would you like to share with our listeners before before we go for today?
1: Well, I think we've talked about a number of tools and some great places to focus if you're struggling with stress, anxiety, overwhelm, burnout, any of those things. Um, and if you want more, I just I would really turn you to the book that I wrote because it's got a whole workbook that comes with it. And so you can really coach yourself through this, right? And that's a, a very... Um, affordable way of doing the work. Um, And of course, if you're looking for some other digital resources, I've got a webinar and I've got some other online stuff. So you can find all that information on my website. Beautiful. And we're going to have the link in the show notes so people can track back and connect with you
0: and absolutely the book would be a phenomenal place to start at least to be again begin start cultivating this awareness and recognize how much power we have to start making these shifts
1: absolutely i think especially now with the heightened stress levels that people are facing and you know it's real like there's there's a lot of change and people are super anxious about the unpredictability of the situation but At the same time, I have to tell you, there's a lot of people that are thriving. And that's because they took the situation by the horns and they just ran with it. And I think that's ultimately your choice right you can decide and that's what we've been talking about resilience and adaptability and all the things right so you can always come back to the question how can i make the best of this situation what's going to serve me best and i think that is such an empowering question and that's where all of your curiosity comes in that's where all of your creativity comes in so i really encourage you to use these tools that we've shared today to help yourself in whatever situation you're facing Exactly. Definitely. Because
0: stress doesn't need to start moving up the continuum. If we're aware and mindful, we can keep it at that, the lower level. Life is going to serve up stressful situations and the way that we respond to them has everything to do with the impact.
1: Yeah. Thanks, (laughs) Susie. Oh my goodness. It's been such a treat. Thank you. I'm so glad you joined me, Dr. Grossman. Thanks so much. It's been really fun. I love sharing these tips and I hope that All the listeners are excited about them, even though, as we said in the beginning, this isn't something that people get excited about typically. (laughs) But I think personal growth, however you want to package it, is something that you can get excited about. So think about it that way and use the tools and see how you can start to implement some of these things right away. Yep. It's just that easy.
0: Beautiful.
1: (laughs) Oh, thank you so much.
0: It's been a treat. You take care. Thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning in today. Check out the show notes for any links we mentioned. To learn more about living life with less stress and more flow, visit HappifiedLife.com. And if you found value in today's episode, make sure you subscribe to catch the next one and leave a review to help fellow pod surfers find Happified. Until next time, keep on shining.